Welcome back, everyone, to the Into You Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, bringing you your weekly conversation around Ayurveda, yoga, and intuitive wisdom. In today's episode, I'm going to take a look at the six tastes within Ayurveda. To start, those six tastes are sweet, salty, sour, bitter, pungent, and astringent. I'm going to go through each taste individually and go into which doshas are balanced by it, which ones are aggravated, the benefits, uh, where the location is on the tongue, and some herbs that you could use to add to bring in this particular taste into your food. So let's start with the sweet taste. So the sweet taste balances vata and pitta and aggravates kapha. The primary elements of the sweet taste is earth and water. The sweet taste is considered this energy of cooling. And as with the doshas, the tastes also have qualities or gunas. And those qualities are heavy, cold, moist, and unctuous. So let's look at some benefits of the sweet taste. The sweet taste is grounding. It's nourishing, it's building, it's also satisfying. It also helps to promote the growth of our tissues, the skin, the hair, and also helps to rebuild weaknesses. If we're taking the sweet taste in excess, this can show up as unhealthy cravings, attachment, greed, diabetes, obesity, laziness, excessive sleep, swelling, a loss of appetite, or also a weak digestion. As you know, in Ayurveda, we're not just looking at the physical, but we're also looking at how everything affects the mind and the emotions. The tastes also affect the emotions. So the sweet taste balances the emotions of love, joy, compassion, bliss, and happiness. And for imbalanced emotions, attachment, greed, and possessiveness. The sweet taste is located on the front tip of the tongue. And the foods that we're finding the sweet taste in mostly is in grains, especially wheat, rice, barley. We also find it in dairy, ghee, corn, carrots, coconut, dates, maple syrup, eggs, nuts, most oils, uh, root vegetables, bread, those starchy vegetables, meat, fish, and then of course those sweeteners such as sugar and honey. Majority of our food is based on the sweet taste. If you find that you need to add some more sweetness to your foods, some herbs and spices that you can look at would be licorice root, basil, cardamom, cinnamon, coriander, fennel, mint, nutmeg, and saffron. The key to the taste here is moderation. Sweet is one of the most overdone tastes in our modern Western diet. And as I had mentioned, some of the health issues that we see from excessive sweet is that obesity, diabetes, excessive weight. So the next taste I'm going to look at is the sour taste. So the sour taste 
balances vata and aggravates pitta and kapha. The primary elements that you can find in the sour taste is fire, earth, and water. And they're in that particular order as well. The energy behind the sour taste is its heating. The qualities that we find in the sour taste are as hot, unctuous, it's liquid, and it's light. As for benefits, the sour taste cleanses the tissues. It stimulates the appetite. It helps to sharpen the mind, strengthens the sense organs, also stimulates the digestion and the simulation. It helps to increase the absorption of minerals and increases the blood circulation. It purifies. It also helps to moisten most other foods, and it also helps to lessen flagellants. When we eat the sour taste in excess, it can have some of these effects of increased thirst. It toxifies the blood, anemia, heartburn, itching, irritation, fever, muscle weakness, and diarrhea. For balancing the emotions, it helps us with understanding and perception, also receptivity, and enhances the mental activities. For the imbalanced state of the emotions, show up as selfishness, criticism of self and others, and irritation. You can find the sour taste on the location of the tongue at the front edges. For those foods that hold the sour taste, you can think of those sour citrus fruits, butter, cheese, sour cream, yogurt, alcohol, vinegar, sauerkraut, pickles, tomatoes. These are those foods that contain that sour taste. And then finally, for herbs and spices, pomegranate seeds, almalaki are a couple. And one of the best ways to get some of that sour taste is squeezing a slice of fresh lemon into your water. And you can drink this early in the morning. As many of you know, lemon helps to cleanse the mouth and reduces bad breath, but it also stimulates the digestion or the agni and increases that digestive power. Lemon can also help clear up mucus, uh, especially that excess kapha mucus that we can find in the stomach. And here's a little bonus tip. You can keep some green grapes on hand for that sour taste. Okay, so next one is the salty. All right, so it balances vata. It aggravates pitta and kapha. The primary elements behind the salty taste is water and fire. And the energy, like the sour taste, is heating. Some of the qualities or gunas that we find within the salty taste is hot, unctuous, and heavy. All right, so what are the benefits of the salty taste? First of all, it helps to stimulate the appetite and digestion and helps to retain moisture in the body. It supports proper elimination and improves the flavors of our foods. It also has a slight laxative effect. And it helps to maintain the electrolyte balance, which is really important, especially in the summer. Or you can also look at this at the change of seasons. This can be really beneficial. And that salty taste also provides energy and aids in the growth of the bodily tissues. 
some of the effects that we may see in the body when this is in excess, when we are taking in too much of that salty taste. Obviously, it's hypertension, hyperacidity, kidney stones, skin problems, stagnation of the blood, excessive thirst, and it can also cause wrinkles. Looking at the emotional state for balanced emotions, it gives us confidence and the zest for life. For imbalanced emotions, greediness, addiction, attachment, irritability, and overambition. On the tongue, we can find that salty taste near the rear edges. And places that we can find that salty taste is obviously salt, Himalayan salt or rock salt, those kind of things, but also in kelp and seaweed. Also, most watery vegetables like cucumbers and zucchini, black olives, and even tomatoes can have a small amount. And then, as I had mentioned for herbs and spices, those various salts. So one way that we can watch that salt intake is really avoid processed foods because a lot of these processed foods are loaded with salt. Processed foods tend to have either that salt or sugar combination in order to make it taste good. So if it's lower in the sugar, it's usually quite high in the salt. And that's again, to help it taste good. When you're looking at adding salt to your foods, to your meal, you can look at more of a landmine mineral salt as some of the sea salts have been also containing high levels of mercury. Uh, salt is a great way to get those trace minerals. So make sure that you're checking out your source of salt and just make sure it includes that iodine, especially if you don't eat a lot of fish. Okay, so the next one I'm gonna talk about is the bitter taste. All right, so bitter taste balances pitta and kapha. It aggravates vata. And the primary elements here are air and space. The energy that bitter taste gives off is a very cooling effect. And then those qualities or the gunas of the bitter taste are cold, dry, light, and rough. When we look at benefits of the bitter taste, first of all, it helps to reduce fat, it cleanses, detoxifies, and stimulates the nervous system. It's an anti-inflammatory, antiviral, relieves thirst, helps to manage those food cravings. It also helps to tone the liver. It kindles agni, so it stokes up that digestion, and it helps to firm the skin. When we have the bitter taste in excess, it can inhibit the sexual energy. It can produce gas, upset stomach, and it also can deplete the tissues. When we're looking at the emotional state for balanced emotions, the bitter taste gives us clear thinking, independence, self-awareness, clear senses, and emotions. For imbalanced emotions, it can give us boredom, isolation, bitterness, anxiety, and fear. As far as the location on the tongue, the bitter taste is located in the middle of the tongue. And then when we're looking at foods, these are your bitter greens like kale and dandelion and collards, coffee, bitter melon, eggplant, and chocolate. And when we're talking chocolate, we're looking more at that, the darker the chocolate. 
if you're looking for some herbs that have the qualities of the bitter taste, turmeric, fenugreek, sesame seeds, and cumin. So let's look at the pungent taste. So pungent taste is also considered the spicier, kind of hot or spicier taste. So it helps to balance kapha. As far as the dosha, it aggravates pitta and vata. The primary elements is fire and air. And the energy behind it is very heating because it's spiciness. The qualities that you would find in it is hot, sharp, light, and dry. When we look at the benefits of the pungent taste, it helps to stoke up the agni. It purifies, thins, and moves the blood. It promotes sweating and detoxification. It improves metabolism. It relieves muscle and nerve pain and also helps to stop itching. And finally, it helps to reduce gas. When we have an excess of the pungent taste, it can show up as thirst and depletion of the bodily fluids because it's causing too much drying. In the emotional state for balanced emotions, there's this excitement and focus, clarity, vigor, vitality, and it helps to open the mind and the senses. For imbalanced emotions, it shows up as aggression and impatience, rage and anger, competitiveness, selfishness, envy, and irritability. We can find the pungent taste on the center of the tongue. And then when we look to the foods, you can find this pungent taste in chili peppers, radishes, wasabi, leeks, onions, and turnips. And then for spices or herbs, if you're adding this to your food, various peppers, garlic, cloves, ginger, mustard, cinnamon, coriander, and cumin. And here's a little tip. You can add plain black pepper as an important cleansing and healing spice. It is a bioavailability enhancer as it transports the benefits of other herbs to target locations in the body. Black pepper also stimulates the oxygen flow to the brain and circulatory system, enhances digestion, is warming, and supports the joints. And you can mix pepper with so many different other spices, which really magnifies the effect of them. All right, so the last taste that we're going to talk about is the astringent taste. And this balances pitta and is from that coolness and then kapha from the dryness. It aggravates vata. The primary elements here are earth and air, and the energy behind it is slightly cooling. The qualities of the astringent taste is dry, heavy, cold, and rough. And then looking at the benefits of the astringent taste, it helps to reduce inflammation. It cools excess heat in the body. It reduces diarrhea and sweating. It tones the tissues. It lightens the body. It mentally purifies. It cleanses the mouth. When we are taking this taste in the excess, it can dry out the tissues. It can slow digestion and can also cause gas. In the emotional state, for balanced emotion, it cools the anger. It stabilizes scattered thoughts. It grounds us and unifies us. It can, for those imbalanced emotions, it can show up as fear, nervousness, attachment, judgmental, and depression. 
And then for the location on the tongue, it's in the center, but at the back. And we can find the astringent taste in foods such as dried and fresh beans, legumes, lentils, figs, teas, green apples, green bananas, green grapes, cranberries, and alfalfa sprites. And then for those herbs and spices, amalaki, arjuna are a couple of those spices. And this is a side note, the astringent taste may be the most challenging to really discern that taste. The astringent taste is that flavor of dryness. And we can find this, as I had mentioned in those beans and in some vegetables, think of the astringent taste as it makes you want to pucker. All right, so there are the six tastes and a overview of how those six tastes work in the body. The key here is to put the six tastes together. And one way we can do that is you might have heard of a six taste bowl, which has certain foods and spices to include all six tastes. So for just a quick reference, you can look at vata is balanced with the sweet, sour, and salty taste and is aggravated by pungent, astringent, and bitter. For pitta dosha, it's balanced with the taste of sweet, astringent, and bitter and aggravated by sour, salty, and pungent. The kapha dosha is balanced with pungent, astringent, and bitter, and then aggravated by sweet, sour, and salty. So I gave you lots of foods that are within each of these six tastes. So just a reminder, for the sweet taste, it can be whole grains, starchy vegetables, peas, corn, potatoes, it's also dairy, meat, poultry, fish, and then those sweeteners like sugar, honey, molasses, and then fruits such as mangoes, melons. This is also including some of those nuts such as almond, cashews, including those oils such as coconut or coconut itself. And then for spices and herbs, we can look at basil, cardamom, and cinnamon. And then for the sour taste, it's those citrus fruits berries, plums, it can also be some of the sourdough breads, tomatoes, any food that's pickled, uh, vinegar, alcohol, cheese, or most, or most fermented foods would be in that sour taste. For the salty, obvious soya sauce, any kind of those salts, table salts that we're using, a seaweed, fish, uh, salted meats for bitter, those bitter greens, spinach, kale, uh, romaine lettuce, leafy greens, celery, broccoli, sprouts, beets, uh, turmeric, coffee, dark chocolate, and sesame oil. Pungent, again, those foods are peppers and chilies, onions, garlic, cayenne pepper, black pepper, cloves, ginger, mustard, salsa, paprika, raw spinach, and radishes. And finally, for the astringent taste, looking more at those beans, such as lentils, dry beans, uh, green apples, cauliflower, pomegranate tea, popcorn, and then most raw vegetables, as well as chickpeas. 
So one way you can do this to make a six tastes in a meal is pick one food item from each of the tastes and add that to your meal. Remember, there's going to be an emphasis on those foods that you want to use to reduce excessive dosha in your body. All right, so that's a rundown on the six tastes within the practice of Ayurveda. So what you can start doing is just bringing some more conscious choices to your foods and seeing if you can add a little bit of all of those six tastes. Remember, the sweet taste is the one that we usually get the most of. The key, as I had mentioned, is just moderation. All right, so I hope this was helpful and that this brings a little bit more information about how we can include the six tastes into our diet. And if this has sort of stirred up your curiosity and you want to learn more, you can go out and check out my website at www.ayurvedicwellnessbynatasha.com. I have some free downloads that you can get, as well as I cover this in more depth in my basic Ayurveda course, which you can also find on my website. I also have my Ayurveda inner circle uh, starting up again soon, and that includes the basic Ayurveda course. And with that, you get group coaching calls that helps you start to implement some of these things that you're learning into your daily life to help bring more radiance into your life, to help bring more health and well-being without it being overwhelming. And so you can take little steps to start engaging some of these practices. All right. So I'm going to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for your time. And with that, I'm going to wish you a amazingly awesome day and go out there and be your fabulous self. Mm -hmm.